So utilizing these to be more efficient, effective, and statistically successful, to be more productive, accessible, and gracious, now allows us to have the enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of potential. This is the playbook. Let's get into the five daily practices. Um, why do we want five daily practices? Uh, because in order to effectuate good behavior and to aggregate our good behavior and to compound the interest to accelerate, grow, and expand, we have to be consistent. The way the conscious continuum works is through cellular memory. And at minimum, it takes about 21 inputs, 21 days at minimum, uh, to talk to the neural pathways in the mind to create one of the 40,000 of the same thoughts that will start working to your benefits that then talk to your quantum being that change your personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and, and, and uh, obsessions and addictions. Uh, that's how we change and break the chain or change our temperature to reset our potential is through consistent behavior. Um, people are not consistent. You know, I have a 14-day gratitude challenge. It's free. It takes 0.1 seconds a day, guaranteed to change your life because it'll change the way you look at things. You'll start finding the light, the love, and the lessons in it. But we need to cohere to, one, remembering to do it, and two, doing it. See, remembering to do things and doing it requires habits, and those habits aggregated on themselves, which makes them easier, more efficient, statistically successful. Uh, and uh, amazingly, we need to have five daily practices to maximize the statistical success. Um, so what are the five daily practices? Number one, you need to know your what every day. What do you want? Now, when we determine what we want, we have to look at it in four realms, and they're not balanced, these realms. These four realms are simply personally what I want. And when we look at our what we want, it's not just what we want today, but it is in the respect that we utilize what we want in the long run, in the mid run, as well as today to determine how best to get there today. And when we look at what we want personally today, we also can't be afraid of changing. See, in my business, I look for fast learners. Uh, a learner is someone who has faith. Why? Because a learner is someone that makes mistakes quickly and learns from them even quicker. They have faith that there's something bigger than them that loves them more than they love their own children. They have faith that pain is just an indicator that they have a better place to be or a better position. They don't see setbacks, failures, and mistakes as uh, punishment. They see that as promotion, as protection. The analogy I've been telling people is imagine, you know, my mom never hit a soul. She wouldn't even hurt a fly. But when I was three years old, I went to go reach out and touch the stove. And for the very first time, my mom slapped the crap out of my hand and screamed at me, no. I immediately started to cry, mom, why, why are you punishing me? Was she really punishing me? No, she was protecting me, promoting me. And so the context of knowing what we want uh, allows us to be protected and promoted by the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that cares about us more than my mom cared about me. And that faith allows me to live in infinity and to live with abundance and to live in the world of more than enough, to know what I want, not worried about any balance in my life other than what I want personally today 
to effectuate mid and long-term objectives or milestones. Secondly, after we determine what we want personally, then we can look at what we want experientially today. What do you want experience today? And be able to uh, look at that and utilize uh, our time, our mental time and our man-made constructive time of the 24 hours of activity that we're given in order to effectuate what do I want to experience today? Most likely the experiences are ones in which you want to learn fast from. And then what do I want to give today? How do I want to provide or be of service or value to others? And closely tied, if not one with what I want to give, what do I want to receive? Knowing that if I appreciate what I have, I add value to it. If I give it away, lose it or have it stolen, I acknowledge it. That's how I acquire the knowledge. That's why when anything's ever stolen from me, I simply say, oh, they needed it more than me and appreciate the fact that someone else has it, acknowledging what I did have for the very first time. So why? I can ask for more. See, when we know what we want, we're asking the universe for what we want personally, experientially giving and receiving wise. And just like our parents, the universe is going to give us what our, we want if it's going to protect or promote us, they're not going to give us what we want if it's going to hurt us. So although we want the job, although we think that's the person that we want to marry, although we want to experience certain things, if they don't happen, especially in the time frame that we happen, we have to have faith of what we want is coming, but in a better form, in a better way. And so to effectuate this mindset of what we want, we have to, number one, not be afraid of being a hypocrite, to realize that I'm a fast learner. Therefore, in very short amount of time, I may change my mind. Why? Because there's only two types of people. There's ignorant people and ignorant people. There's ignorant, arrogant people who manipulate, lie, and cheat us, but there's also ignorant, arrogant people who love us so much they would rather uh, pretend as if they know how to protect or promote us and give us bad information, bad advice. And so we have to be wary of all ignorant and arrogant people, but live our lives in ignorant humility that we don't know what we don't know because there's trillions of universes with trillions of data points and it would be mathematically impossible to know anything. Therefore, what we want is important because the universe provides wishes that promote and protect us. It will not allow us to have wishes to punish us. And therefore, it will provide us mistakes, failures, and setbacks coming into a formation of pain, which indicates I got a better place to be, a better situation to be in. And so utilizing this uh, mechanism of knowing what I want, personally, experientially, giving and receiving, not being afraid of being a hypocrite and changing my mind, being a fast learner, promoting myself under the context of faith of something bigger than me that loves me more than my mom. We now can balance that daily. Sometimes 90% is personal, sometimes 90% experiential, some days 90% giving, and some days 90% receiving all in the end will allow us to effectuate the efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success of making our dreams or wishes come true. But faith is necessary that we have and know there's something bigger than us that loves us more than our parents. So live your life and know your what daily, remembering the conscious continuum of how the cellular memory relates itself to the neural pathways in the brain, which then indicates in a quantum nature into a hardcore hard memory of your genetics 
activated by an epigenetic layer of your genetics, which will activate the personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions that will allow you to expand, grow, and accelerate, break the chain of genetic and energetic inheritance that you have. So that if your parents are alcoholics, you don't have to be one. If your parents live in the world of not enough as victims, you don't have to live in that world. Change your temperature. You don't have to reset into the energetic and genetic inheritance. Know your what. The second daily practice, and once again, I will send these practices to you, uh, david at dmeltzer.com. You can have all five daily practices. And please join me on the 14-day gratitude challenge as well to change the way you look at things. Both I'll send to you, david at dmeltzer.com. The second daily practice, know your who. So when I know what I want, personally, experientially, giving and receiving rise, now I need to know my who. Who can I help with what I want? And who can help me? See, when I wake up in the morning, I have a prayer. May God put at least 10 people in front of me that I can help. And may he put at least 10 people in front of me that can help me. This prayer alone indicates the daily practice, the second daily practice of knowing who can help me and who I can help. Because the fastest way to get to what I want in the most fulfilling, purposeful, passionate, and profitable thing in my life is to acknowledge it by giving it away. But the fastest way to getting to what I want, to making those dreams and wishes come true, is to find someone who is already there and ask them for directions. So the who is a critical component to efficiency and statistical success because others have already paid the dummy tax. Others have already received the pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes. Why do I have to when they can tell me the directions to avoid the mind to avoid the voids, to avoid the shortages and obstacles. So knowing our who creates the wishes efficiency of coming to us in a rapid and accurate manner. After you know your who, then we want to know our how. And now there's three lenses that we need to look through in order to effectuate our how. So we need to look at things that how are we going to be productive? How are we going to add value to what we want? How are we going to do this to be productive, the most value? And number two, the second lens is how are we going to be more accessible? Now, accessibility is a bifocal. It has two different lenses in one. One is how am I accessible to others so that I know who I can help and who can help me, but also who, how Am I going to be accessible to what I want? How am I going to receive? So accessibility is a duality. It's a bifocal. Utilizing productivity and accessibility of the lenses lead to the third lens to create the Meltzer kaleidoscope. That third lens is gratitude. Gratitude is the lens that allows us to find the light. It's a seeking lens. It finds the lessons. It's a seeking lens. It finds the love in everything. And so when we are utilizing the Meltzer kaleidoscope of a lens of productivity, a lens of accessibility, and a lens of gratitude, we are utilizing the man-made construct of time through activities. Therefore, using a calendar and being a student of the calendar, knowing that being a student means I am going to evoke the mathematical equation of luck. I'm going to evoke my attention, my focus on the wishes, of personal experiential and giving values, the who of who I can help and who can help me and utilizing and invoking the student of a calendar to pay attention to that, but also to give my intention. 
through the lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, I'm giving my intention of what I think, say, do, and see, and say of what I want. Because attention plus intention equals the coincidences that you want in your life. It's the mathematical equation of luck. And so if we apply that to the what and the who, we now can provide a more efficient, effective, and statistically successful how. How to get it done, studying the activity we have planned. Studying the blank space in your calendar, the activity you don't have planned. And most importantly, studying our sleep with that unwinding routine to allow us to uncover from the day how we're interfering with who we are, to recover, to center both mind, body, and soul, recovering via the unwinding routine. Mine starts at 9 p.m. that night. And also to allow us to discover, to connect to and through the greatest source of omniscient, all-powerful knowing so I can gather lessons without my ego interfering with it. And so I use activity I planned, activity I don't have planned in my sleep in order to effectuate productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. Then I go and study the activity I get paid for and the activity I don't get paid for within the context of the activity I plan, don't have planned in my sleep. I vacation every day. Not the same percentage of time during each day, but I vacation every single day and I also have activity that I get paid for every single day. But I don't live my life under somebody else's judgment or condition of truth, of knowing what other people want for me or think of things. Activity you get paid for does not mean work. I don't work. Work is a negative thing. It's hard. Work means that you're creating interference and you're going over, under, through, and around. You're not allowing it to happen by utilizing a law of gravity that says, I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. I am at the right place at the perfect time. Or the law of Goya to get off my ass and clear the interference. But no, it stems from the ability to go get what you want, happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy when you already are. And that then effectuates the law of allowance, recovery, discovery, the law of attraction, the law of recycling, recycling yourself into an expanded version, growing, accelerating, compounding the good behaviors so that they work in our favor with efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success. You need to know your how and balance the activities every day towards what you want and who can help you. There is no work. I don't need to go off the grid for six weeks because I'm constantly expanding, growing, and enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential. The way that I explain this to people, which is so interesting, is that uh, one of our former business partners at Lee Steinberg uh, in sports and entertainment, who had been a part of the uh, exit into the baseball practice, bought into the Diamondbacks, became the president of the Diamondbacks, and then later bought the Padres. Uh, An extraordinary entrepreneur. Uh, And anyway, he owned the Padres. And when he first took over the Padres, I asked him if I could give him $2 million to play second base for the Padres. And he kind of laughed at me and said, Dave, you're almost 50 years old. You want to play uh, second base for the Padres and give me 2 million? Not a chance. I said, well, you know, you're paying that kid $2 million. He thinks it's work. And I can guarantee you'll come in the same place that you came last year, which was last place. So why wouldn't you want the $4 million swing? Now, the person playing second base at the time, the young kid, probably told his wife every day, I'm leaving for work. He didn't have the mindset, the hard set, or the handset that there's a 46-year-old guy that was willing to pay $2 million to do what he called work. The activity he gets paid for is activity that I would pay for. 
And we can utilize that philosophy. We can utilize the ability to be productive, accessible, and gracious to get paid for things that we would pay for. And I get to do that the majority of my day. I get paid to do things that I would pay to do. And that became my objective, and it should be yours as well, to expand, to grow, and accelerate. You don't have to go off the grid. You can be productive seven days a week with a 64 hours of productivity, utilizing knowing your how. Part of knowing your how also is to be twice as productive by you know, utilizing the seven days a week, but also being productive by paying attention and giving attention into what you want. It also has to do with systems. Uh, it isn't it in a matter of being more efficient. See, if you're 16 hours a day, seven days a week productive, and you can figure out, for example, how to save four minutes in activities that you do every day, that will equate to 28 minutes a week. So I brush my teeth, floss my teeth and take a swig of Listerine. I save four minutes out of every day since I've been 24. That's been 28 minutes a week. That is two hours a month. That's 24 hours of productivity over the last 20 years. Amazing. Three full days of productivity for 20 years. I've had two months of productivity simply by finding a system to save four minutes. This power of 64 is within the context of these daily practices of knowing your what, your who, and your how. So utilizing these to be more efficient, effective, and statistically successful, to be more productive, accessible, and gracious now allows us to have the enjoyment of the consistent, persistent, pursuit of potential that aggregates on itself and compounds an interest with the good habits of what you want, who you can help, who can help you, and how best to get it done. Now, once we know our what, and once we know our who, and once we know our how, by being a student in the calendar, by utilizing the lens of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, by creating systems for efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success, we now have daily practice number four, and as a reminder, if you want these daily practices, not a problem, david at dmeltzer.com. Just reach out to me. I'll give that to you. And also anyone that wants the 14-day gratitude challenge, which incorporates the five daily practices, please reach out to me. Join me as well. Anyone that completes the 14-day gratitude challenge that will change the way you look at things so that things you look at change. I will give a Dave Meltzer care package, including the books, guides, exercises. I will sign a book, send it to you and pay for shipping. So just reach out david at dmeltzer.com. The fourth daily practice though, is know your now. Know your now. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of percentages I always, or statistics, I should say. Uh, the interesting thing about statistics is I used to tell people the only statistic I know to be true is 99% of all statistics are made up. Then I started playing golf a lot. I owned a golf course and I realized that 100% of my short putts don't go in. So that statistic was true too. But I also realized that 100% of the things I do now get done and that people that get things done are passionate purposeful and profitable in what they do. And so how do we get things done? The way that we get things done is to understand how we prioritize. And now Eisenhower had a great matrix of prioritization that says we should do what's important first, urgency being a subset of importance, and then prioritize accordingly, knowing that priorities are the antidotes to procrastination. It allows us to stay in the present, to get things done, to 100% of the things to get done, to do it now. And so utilizing this strategy of doing it now, we then can know uh, how exactly to prioritize. 
So we don't waste time in the void of not knowing what we want to eat, where to go, what to do. And when things change, as they sometimes will, in fact, when you come up with a routine, always have an adaptable routine as well, because the best way to make God laugh at you is to come up with a well-developed routine. We have to know our now by knowing what to prioritize. And guess what? The only way you know to prioritize is to know what you want, who can help, who you can help and how to get it done being a student of the calendar with the lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. If you know your what, your who, and your how, you will know your now. And when things occur, as they sometimes will, that aren't planned, you will still know your now. You will be able to prioritize. You will have the antidote to procrastination. You will expand and grow and accelerate. You will continue the conscious continuum of aggregation and compound interest in your life. And you will be amazed that you get what you want or better knowing that there's something bigger than you that loves you more than you love your own children. It's that simple. And pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes will indicate to you that you have a better place and a better position. You are not being punished. You are being promoted and protected. But you got to know your daily practices. You got to utilize the 14-day gratitude challenge. You got to email me, david at dmeltzer.com to get those. But if you know your what, if you know your who, if you know your how, and you know your now, you then can apply your why. Oh, you keep me in the end of my email. All right, david at dmeltzer.com. Team, will you post it in the notes as well? David at dmeltzer.com. Thank you for pointing that out. Know your what, who, how, and now. You then can apply your why. The basis of applying your why is this, that you do not have to go get wealthy. You do not have to go get healthy. You do not have to go get happy. You do not have to go get worthy. You are already connected to and through the greatest source, the omniscient, all-powerful source that loves you as much as your mommy loves you. And you already are living in abundance in between infinity and limitlessness. You already are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy we need to clear or figure out what's interfering with what you already are. It's done, it's done, it's done. And we do that by these daily practices in the 14-day gratitude challenge. We do that by knowing our what, our who, our how, and our now. We do that not by searching for our why, which is the most common question people ask me, whether it's in the free training, the groups that I have, or the one-on-one, uh, which now has a wait list, by the way. That's the biggest question, David, I need to find my why. My purpose, my passion, and my profitability. I'm an expert at finding the purpose, passion, and profitability because I know where to find it. Inside of you, not me. I teach you how to clear the interference between you and what you already are by applying your why, not searching for it. The process of applying your why is one of cover, uncover, recover, and discover. See, we want to figure out and identify what's covering up what we already are. See, and we do that through ego-based consciousnesses. We do that through the needs uh, of the scarcity, the needs of the void shortages, obstacles, the need of the insecurity, the need to be right, the need to be offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, guilty, angry, resentful. All of these needs of the ego, we need to uncover them. So 
make a practice in the fifth daily practice of not only what, who, how, and now, but what are we doing to interfere with our why so we can apply it at a deeper, more integrated uh, focus. And in order to do that, we have to uncover those ego-based consciousnesses and we have to identify the needs of it. We have to identify what's getting in our way. And once we do that, we then can recover by stopping. We're going to recover into central and neutral, the homostasis being that we are of happy, wealthy, worthy, and wise, of being able to healthy, wealthy, worthy, and happy in that basis of recovery, finding center and neutral in the flow of the greatest source of power, the greatest source of information. And once we recover by stopping, not by resisting, going over, under, through, around, feeling that we have to lie, manipulate, cheat, or steal, we don't have to do any of that. All you have to do is when you identify and uncover the ego-based consciousness, you simply have to stop. Allow your natural state and flow to be happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy, and allow yourself to expand, grow, and accelerate by stopping, dropping to center, recovering, allowing ourselves to live in a world of discovery, discovering the expansion, growth, and acceleration to allow the aggregation and compound interest to work in our favor in a trajectory of what we want, who we can help, who can help us, how to get it done, and prioritizing by what's most important to us daily, taking into consideration long-term and midterm goals, knowing that we're hypocrites and ignorant and humble, not ignorant and arrogant, knowing that we're fast learners and that pain is just an indicator of promotion and protection, not punishment, to put us into a better place, a better situation, or make our situation better. Remember, when we're uncovering that which is interfering with us, the ego, the ego-based consciousness, the needs of being right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, and other such interferences, worrying, the duplicity of negativity. Not only are we uh, creating an interference between us and what we already are, but we're actually wishing for what we don't want. And we all know how powerful the wish is, as stated by knowing what we want. So don't wish for what you don't want, what other people want, or what's missing. Apply your why, knowing that the ego-based consciousness will be an indication that your mind, body, and soul are on fire. And the only way to put out fire is to stop, drop, and roll. Uncover the ego-based consciousness, recover to center or neutral, and discover who you are. Happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. Living in an abundant world of more than enough of everything for everyone. Not a world of a victim of punishment where things are happening to you. As a victim, you're not being punished. You're not even living in a world of just enough for you, buying things you don't need that you to impress people you don't like. We do that to ourselves all holiday season in a quid pro quo, an adjustment, a negotiation, and a trade, but simply living in a world of infinity, of limitlessness, of knowing there's more than enough of everything for everyone, of clearing the interference between you and what you already are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. And if you use these five daily practices, know your what, your who, your how, and your now, you will live in the why. You will apply your why. You'll expand and grow and accelerate, aggregate what you want, who can you can help, how you can get it done, prioritizing by what's most important, being passionate, profitable, and purposeful by applying your why, and you will be fulfilled. 
These are the five daily practices that utilize the conscious continuum of the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious mind, allowing you to break the chain of genetic and energetic inheritance of breaking the chain of the thermometer that you've been set at by reinventing yourself into the same person at the same lessons. Instead, I am entering a world of infinity, of expansion, of growth. Use these five daily practices. Reach out to me. Join me on the 14-day gratitude challenge to learn how to change the way you look at things and allow the things you look at to change by utilizing the five daily practices. I will send them to you, david at dmeltzer.com. First initial, last name, dmeltzer.com. david at dmeltzer.com. Please reach out to me. 